Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. This morning, it's my great honor to be able to share. I, I, I don't take it lightly to come and to share the word of God. And I pray the word that God's dropped into my heart to preach this morning uh, would touch your life. Is I want to talk to you about something that is so fragile. I want to talk to you about a word that's invisible. It's a, it's a word that each and every one of us require and we need, is we need to protect it and we need to nurture this thing. If we don't have this thing in our lives, it can leave us in a place of anxiety. If we don't have this word, is that we cannot maintain relationships moving forward. If we don't have this word, it messes with our thinking. That this word changes the whole atmosphere of our lives. Uh, I found that I can't trust mine, I don't think you can trust yours. Is because ours comes and goes. But Jesus is full of this thing. And as he's full of this thing, it has created his life to be sure and steadfast and immovable. And if we would exchange a, this quantity that we have in our lives for his quantity, is that we also could live lives that are sure and steadfast and immovable. And this morning I want to talk to you about the word peace. Everyone just say peace. Just say it one more time. Who feels good already? You just have it, you declare things over your life and just like, oh, I got that. Just the peace of God that we upon each and every one of us. The title of my message is Perfect Peace is Possible. Isaiah 9 and verse 6 says these words For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. What an incredible description of the Son of God, the Messiah. Is that 2,000 years before Jesus steps foot on planet Earth, is that inspired by the Holy Spirit, as Isaiah is prophesying about the Messiah, the Messiah that would come 2,000 years later into a, worn, a war-torn world would come as the Son of God. And here in this passage, it declares and describes him that Jesus Christ comes as the Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. I am so grateful that he came as the Prince of Peace. It it does not say there that he came as the Prince of Patience or the Prince of Self-Control or of Gentleness or Faithfulness, although he is all of those things. No, he came into this planet as the Prince of Peace. And this morning, I pray that you would have this incredible realization that he is the Prince of Peace. I found that peace is so elusive in today's society. As a humanity, you and I, we are on a quest for peace, but I found very few people find the real peace that is found in the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And so what is peace? is that peace is not, I don't know what it's not, peace is not a state of mind. Most of the world around about you would say, well, peace is a state of mind. It's just you possess it or you don't. It's something just you need to alter in here. No, no, peace is not a state of mind. Peace is always the condition of the heart. It is that peace is a fruit of God's spirit. Is that peace is God's gift to you and I. And so when you see peace in terms of this, is that you and I can't create peace is that peace is a gift of God. 
It's something He has deposited inside of us. It's as a fruit of the Spirit we're designed to grow in, it, in the magnitude of the peace that we carry inside of our lives, but yet peace seems so elusive in today's society. I found that peace can never be found outside of the human heart, yeah. is that peace can only be found in relationship with Jesus. And so peace is not about our external circumstances being perfect. No, peace is the peace of God inside of us in spite of what's taking place around about our lives. John chapter 14 and verse 27 says these words, Jesus speaking. It's really important. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. An amazing passage of Scripture that God has given to each and every one of us His peace. It is a gift of God. And so as I was writing this message, I wanted to find out what the, what the opposite of peace was. And so I went to Google, the trusty source of Google to find all the answers of life. Go to Google. So I went to Google, what, typed in, what is the opposite of peace? And the answer came back, say, the opposite of peace is war. I considered that for a moment. Yeah, fair enough, Google's always right. <laughs> However, as I finished this message, I went back to that statement and I crossed out the opposite of peace is war and wrote these words, that the opposite of peace is fear. Because here Jesus in this verse is saying, I, my peace I give to you, it's a peace that the world can't give you. And then it goes on and says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Is that Jesus' peace comes to us so that we would never walk in a position of fear and of anxiety. Is that fear is the foundation on which war develops. If you look at nations around the world, when we and I start to fight amongst ourselves, it, it is always out of the basis of fear. Is that, is that fear creates a conflict internally of our lives and also externally to us. And so the, so the opposite of peace is not war. The opposite of peace is fear. And that's what Jesus comes and addresses here. He addresses when you and I are in places of anxiety and places of fear and places of despair and declares over each and every one of us, my peace I give to you. Is that here is... Jesus talking to his disciples in this passage of scripture about his departure and how he is going to depart, but the Holy Spirit is going to come. What an incredible exchange. The Son of God for the Holy Spirit. And here, Jesus also says, there's also something else I'm going to leave with you. It's not just be the Holy Spirit coming upon you and dwelling with you. I'm leaving my peace with you. Can you imagine this? This camp... Jesus, and he's giving you his peace. He's like, there, just take it. He's not saying, I'm just going to give you a little bit of peace, or peace when circumstances change and challenges come. No, he says, my peace I am giving to each and every one of you. It's, it's a peace that's going to surpass all understanding. Is that you can navigate this life knowing that the fullness of God's peace, because he is the Prince of Peace, is upon your life. But yet so often anxiety, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> At 56, you still think you're a young man, but I'm glad wisdom jumped in there right there. All right. As soon as I got off that stage, I thought, how am I going to get back? Like, but can you imagine the greatest, he's given you and I this peace. 
But so often our minds are full of turmoil and anxiety. They're uncertain what the future holds for us. And God's just saying, I've given you my peace. I've given it to you. It's not a state of mind. It's a condition of the heart. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Well, would you take a hold of the peace that I have available to you? Josh, can you come and just jump on the keys there? Don't start playing anything until I let you know to play. Is that Jesus saying in this verse that there is two types of peace. He says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give it to you. And so Jesus is identifying here is that we can get, the peace can, the world can bring a certain type of peace, but also Jesus can bring a peace. And here he's clearly defining these two types of peace. Is that I found as we journey through life is that we can have times of great calm and times of great chaos. Did anyone else find that in life? Who, who would love life just to be calm? Just content, like, just calm every step of the way. Like, I'm sure we all would there. Jo- Josh, can you like play a, like a really calm piece of music? Let's pump this up loud. Just really, just calm. Just. Let me just turn that up a bit so I can hear it as well. Just keep playing, buddy. That's awesome. I just want to go to sleep right now. Imagine if life was like that every day. Imagine if you're Josh walking around behind you all day. Just... <laughs> I, how, how good would that be? Like, just everything's going fine in life. Like, the energy company stops sending the bill. They're just covering it for you. That's All the wives, your husband's doing everything you're asking them to do. Kids are making the beds every morning. The whole family's jumping in doing the family chores every Saturday. The wheelie bin finds itself out on the driveway at the appointed time every week. Everything's perfect. How good's this? Like just you pick up the tube of toothpaste in the morning and everyone's squeezing from the bottom of the tube. Oh, that's a good day, eh? That, that's such a good day. Imagine every day, just a bit like, this is, this is good, this is good. It's all good. Well, I found a lot, every day's calm like that. Josh, can we just change it up a bit? Can we go like something like chaotic? Just like distressing, like just, I don't know, like a thundercloud over our heads. Like all minor keys, almost. Like. Can we go more dramatic? That's like, it's like, just like, like. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just like throw in some more minors. Just like, just like. Yeah, even worse than that, mate. Just go all out. Like, just like. Yeah, that's it, that's it. I think that was a misnote, but it sounded good. Like, just, just give me go, just go harder. Just like thump that thing. Like, I don't care if it's even a sound. That's it, that's it. Yes, exactly. Has anyone had days like this where it's just all noise? It's just like the world's just crazy. It's like, would the kids just shut up? 
<laughs> Husband, would you just do one thing I ask you to do? Is you miss week, bin day week after week after week. The kids' beds haven't been made in a whole year. No one squeezing the toothpaste from the end of the tube. The toothpaste is everywhere. It's bill after bill after bill and health report after health report after health report. Is the life just chaotic? Can you just go back to the... That's just stressing me right now. Like, let's, go, let's go back to the peace bed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that life is like times of peace and when everything's calm I'm at peace when the pressure's on when there's chaos in our world so often we just flip into anxiety so quick if it's, if it's calm we're all good if it's chaotic we're in a place of anxiety let's put our hands together for Josh You should just keep playing. I feel better when it's all calm. <laughs> and so here's this is what Jesus is saying. There's two types of peace. There's the peace the world can give. There's now the peace that he can give. The peace the world that offers to you and I, it can only give us peace when our circumstances are good around about us. When there's no storm raging around about our worlds, is that, that's the type of the peace the world gives us. And if you, if you want peace that the world can offer, just change your circumstance. Just change your environment. Just change the relationship and change your job and change your church and change your spouse. All of that. Just change your environment and peace will come back. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a real peace. It's a temporary peace. But that, that's, the, that's the peace the world can offer to you and I. But Jesus is saying, I have a peace that I have made available to each and every one of you. A, a peace that will change every situation. It may not be a peace that changes the circumstances around about you, but he will change the internal nature of our lives because peace is a condition of the heart. And I, that's where I want God to move. I, I want my, the condition of my heart to always be at a place of peace, no matter what's coming through the mail, no matter the report that's coming my way, no matter what's taking place in my kid's life, I could always stand in a place of peace because the world can't give me the peace I'm after. Is that only Jesus Christ can give you and I the peace that we require. Jesus is saying this, is the peace I want to give you is peace in spite of your circumstances. I'll give you an inner peace, but I also have the ability to change the outer world. Let me read this passage again. Verse 27, John 14. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I pray you get that today. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You see, what is worry? Worry is thinking the same thing over and over and over again and nothing changing. I wonder how many heads hit the pillow at night at the moment and you are thinking the same thing over and over and over and over. That's worry. That's anxiety. That's doubt. I pray that tonight, as your head hits the pillow, you go to sleep. The best thing you can do is just go to sleep. Don't go over and over and over the thing that may never, ever take place. 
Or if you want to think something over, would you think this over, that God has given you his peace? That you have the fullness of the peace of God available in your life right now. This verse says this, let not your heart be troubled. Just moments later, as Dan was sharing around communion there, is that Jesus is going to go to the cross. And I love the thing that's on view as Jesus goes to the cross, is he says these words over each of them, let not your heart be troubled. What, What was on view as Jesus was going towards the cross, and as he hung on the cross, your heart and my heart was in full view to him. And he was looking deeply inside of our hearts and saying to each and every one, let not your heart be troubled. It doesn't matter what life throws at you. Is it here Jesus could have been so internalized in his thinking about himself and the crucifixion that was going to come his way, but no, he rather chose to look at your heart and my heart and viewed our hearts and said, I don't want your hearts to be troubled. And that is why I'm leaving my peace with you. John 16 and verse 33, he says these words, These things I have spoken to you, that in me, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He says that in me you will have peace. I pray that you and I would position our lives inside of Christ. The book of Acts says it's in him that we live and we move and we have our being. And Jesus is saying that in me, as your life is in me, my peace will flow out over your life. In a, in a world where peace is so elusive and so evasive, is that you and I just need to simply do one thing, locate ourselves inside of Christ and the peace of God, because he is a prince of peace, is available to each and every one of us. I thank you and I pray that you would be in that place on a regular basis. You'd find yourself in Christ. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, Paul's in chains in prison, and he writes these words. I wonder what you and I would write if we were in chain in prison. Listen to his words. He says this, be anxious for nothing. I'd be anxious for everything at that moment. Like, seriously. Be anxious for nothing. I could always bore each and every one of you right now, be anxious for nothing. Whatever you're afraid of right now, don't be afraid of it. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't let anything or anyone steal your mindset. Don't let anything or anyone steal the condition of your heart. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, be in a place of prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. What this verse is saying to me is is that we, as the sons and daughters of God, we must be a pre-praying people. Let me explain that. Is so often you and I can start bombarding Jesus on his throne with our prayers when we're going through difficult circumstances. Is that that's the time when we pray, when we find ourselves in the midst of a challenge, when the storms of life is raging around about us, we then find ourselves in that position. God, I need your help. I need your help. Now, this is the person saying, be anxious for nothing. And you'll be anxious for nothing if you put yourself in a place of being a pre-praying person if your heart is full of prayer and full of thanksgiving, is that don't wait for the circumstances to change for you then, then you and I to be in a place 
of coming to before God with our great faith and our great prayer requests. No, pray daily. Be in a daily position of prayer so that when situations change is that you are already in that position where you have previously bombarded heavens with every aspect and every area of your life. Please don't be a believer that will just come to God based upon our difficult circumstances. That's the lowest form of Christianity. Is that God, I need you now. Would you please come through for me? And when he comes through, we don't know what to do. We just go another way until another crisis. God, come in. No, he's saying here, would you and I be a pre-praying people? And then would we start to say a lot of thank yous? Start thanking God for everything that he has done in your life. You go back through every miracle, every blessing that he has done over your life. You start to give thanks. Because as you and I give thanks to what God has done in the past, I know this about the character of God, is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he came through to you five years ago, he's going to come through five years into your future. He doesn't change. But you and I can change. I pray you and I would have this posture of prayer. And the verse goes on, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Wow, have you ever been in one of those moments where there's just this peace in your heart and you're going through the most difficult time of your life and it's just like, you know what? Peace of God's with me. It's all going to be okay. Which surpasses all understanding. will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Is that Paul is in prison and now he's giving an analogy that every day, every moment of every day, that there is a prison guard on watch over his cell, standing at the door of his cell, watching over all the prisoners, guarding them, guarding them so they're not going to exit the building. And Paul's now saying, is you've got to see that this is how peace is for each and every one of us. It is like a Roman guard that's standing watch over our heart here and our mind. Is that peace is the greatest security system that you and I could ever have. Because the peace of God will guard our hearts and guard our minds. And some of us have spent thousands and thousands of dollars on security systems in our house to keep it safe. And I'm all for that. But I wonder how much investment you and I give to allowing the peace of God to guard our hearts and our minds. Would you and I spend some time in the presence of God knowing that he is a prince of peace? And the peace that he's made available to each and every one of us guards Guards our heart and guards our mind. There's the two places where we need the guarding of God. You just take his peace right now. Just take his peace. It's available. It's available to you right now. In a week's time, it's available. In a year's time, it's available. Would you take his peace? I found this in life that you and I get the victory when we resist the temptation to give up our peace. If you hold on to peace, you are always going to have the victory in that place. And I'm not saying is that every one of your prayers are going to be answered. But the victory is that you have prayer, you have peace in spite of your prayers being answered. And I think that's the most incredible way to live life is that the greatest gift that God has given us, the gift of relationship, the gift of salvation, I think the next greatest gift he's given us is the gift of peace. That no matter what you and I journey through, that even if God doesn't come through in the way that we want him to come through, is that we'd always be in a place of peace and therefore in a place of victory. <laughs> if, our, if the lens of our spiritual eyes is on eternity, 
That's the victory. Uh, but so often the, the lens of our eyes is so naturally focused. We're so attached to the natural. I'm glad about that. But I want to be just as attached to eternity. Because that's the victory. That's the reward. And God can come through here, and he does. We've all got testimonies of how God has come through. But I pray that you'd be anchored into a place of peace. There, there are times in all of our lives where we've got to say, I, I want to be a man that is full of prayer, or a woman full of prayer. And when our circumstances change around about us, that we could literally declare this, is that I, I am so full of prayers. And when the enemy comes to knock me down, I'm going to be knocked down no lower than my knees is that this is as far he's going to get. Is you can knock me down, enemy. You can bring situations and circumstances around about me, but this is as far as I get. I'm going to go to my knees in prayer again, and I'm going to lift up the name of Jesus. I'm going to put my trust and my confidence in his name. Because in this posture, nothing can be stolen from you. It's in this posture where God can do the miracles. It's in this posture where the impossible becomes possible. Would you and I start declaring in our heart, I'm going to be so full of prayer, and no matter the storms of life that's going to rage around about me, I can be knocked that low, but no, no lower. That's my posture. That's my position. Don't give up your peace. Don't give it up. Allow it to guard your heart and your mind. See, peace empowers you and I to go through the test without the test going through us. Mark 4, verses 35 to 41 says this. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake as God has always got a destination for you. And so they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up, high waves were breaking into the boat that began to fill with water. Uh, we read time and time in the Gospels where Jesus is always sending, it always seems like Jesus is always sending his disciples into a storm. Every time they get in the boat, it's almost like there's no fish and there's a storm. Is anyone else's life like that? It's like, it's just like one storm after another storm. It's like Josh just playing that. Just like that. I found our journeys with God is that our journeys can get interrupted, but they'll never get hijacked. And the story goes on that Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to drown? And when Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Peace, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And Jesus asked them, Why are you afraid? The opposite of peace is not war. The opposite of peace is fear. Do you still have no faith? Disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Did even the wind and the waves obey him? Mark 5 and verse 1, then they came to the other side of the sea. Is that your journey may get interrupted at different times, will never get hijacked. If Jesus is saying, we're going to the other side, you're going to get to the other side. If you are holding on to promises that God has for you, you're going to see those promises of God fulfilled in your life. In our greatest calm, drama, Jesus is always calm, hey? When you and I are freaking out, he's asleep in our boat. He's all calm. I found that fear does not move mountains. 
Anxiety does not move mountains. Is it our doubt? We'll never ever move the hand of God. Just say, don't grab a hold of fear, grab a hold of peace. And they wake him up in this midst of this bad storm. They, they are terrified. They're going to lose their lives. And Jesus just stands up and he declares three words. Just three words. Peace be still. And everything's still. The storm that's raging around about them at that time, the, where they think they're going to perish, with three simple words, everything stops. The circumstances change in a moment. I love that God can come and change our circumstances in a moment. But I've also found at times that he doesn't change our circumstance on the external, but he changes something internally inside of us. And that's the greatest miracle of all, is that when God doesn't change the external for us, but he does something on the inside of us to say, you know what, I'm going to navigate through this storm that I'm experiencing right now. But Jesus is always in my boat, and he's declaring, peace be still and peace be still. And the storm that rages around about your, your life, in a moment, peace can come. I love it was just three words, hey? That there is such power in our words. And I found this in life, that we cannot declare what we don't dwell in. Let me explain that. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That's his nature and his character. And so the storms of life that come, because of that's his nature and that's what he dwells in, he can declare to the storm, peace be still, and the storm has to obey. There's been times in my life that I've declared things that I'm not dwelling in. That there's times where I've needed faith in my life and I've started declaring faith, but I haven't dwelt in faith for the last 24 months of my life. And God's faithful and God can do anything. But I don't have a confidence to declare that thing because I've never dwelt in it. There's also been times where I've needed the peace of God because, but because I haven't dwelt in the peace of God. I've declared peace over situations as like my world's still in turmoil, it's still in a mess, it's still chaos inside of me. Would you and I start to dwell in what we need to dwell in and we dwell in those right things and we can declare things out of our mouth that we have a confidence that's going to take place. And Jesus just stood in the bow of the boat. Peace be still. He stands with you in your life and he declares, peace be still. Would you and I put ourselves in that position? Is that I found that peace does not come with the absence of the storm, is that peace will always come out of the presence of Jesus. You know, peace in the midst of the storm. Just so I finish on this verse, as musicians come, Isaiah 26 and verse 3 says this, you will keep in perfect peace. This verse is not just talking about a peace, it's talking about the perfect peace. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Is that Holy Spirit has inspired Isaiah to say these words, this is the toughest season, the toughest time in the history of Israel. And God declares this promise over their lives, I will, but you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. What's so perfect about God's peace? That it is perfect in quality and is perfect in quantity. Is you and I, we cannot improve upon the quality of God's peace. There's nothing you and I could actually add to God's peace that's going to make it any better. And so it's perfect in quality. But yet his peace is also perfect in quantity. 
It's a never-ending supply of peace that is available to each and every one of us. And it's never-ending when you and I simply accept, God, I want to get, take that peace off you. You've got peace available to me. I'm, I'm applying it to my life right now. I'm filling my life with your peace. And so it's perfect peace. It's perfect in quantity, and it's also perfect in quality. How does perfect peace come from? It's got a few thoughts here that you and I can apply every day of our lives. Is it perfect peace? comes through relationship with Jesus. This perfect peace comes through Holy Spirit. The perfect peace comes through His Word. Perfect peace comes through you and I being obedient to the voice and to the Word of God. And perfect peace comes through plenty of prayer and plenty of praise. If you and I would apply those five things to our lives on a daily basis, I can guarantee you there's going to be a flip immediately from a heart of anxiety to a heart full of peace. If we just go back to that verse. If we look at this verse, it begins with you of God, not you and I, but it begins with God, speaking of God, and it ends with God, you. You'll keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. This verse is saying to each and every one of us is the peace of God begins with God and it ends with God. That he's the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the beginning of peace and he's the ending of peace. And all those words in between relate to you and I. That as we do our daily lives, every day you and I walk between his peace. The beginning of his peace and the end of his peace. That's ultimate freedom right there, no matter what life throws at you, is that you and I, we just have to walk in that place where our minds are steadfast and our trust is in God and you walk in perfect peace. Wow. Here's the bookends of peace and you and I have the ability just to walk within that realm every day. I'm, I'm declaring no more anxiety. And no more fear. The peace of God. You apply those five things to your life every day, it is going to change everything. Because I know the faithfulness of God. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.